Hey guys, it's been a while. I always say I'm gonna make this weekly, but life is like, are you kidding? There's a lot of my plate in the mix, record and a little tedious. Anyhow, today I'm going to be talking about something I've given a lot of thought lately. This would probably come off as controversial or stupid, but I think it's time to run America like a corporation. And before you say, it's already been run like one, I must clarify. Not just any corporation, a corporation for the people. Of late, I've heard a lot about how billionaires need to be taxed more and how wealth tax can help combat income inequality in the country. It almost seems like when the topic of funding the necessary programs for a healthier society comes up, talk of raising more taxes follows. But is that really the problem? Don't get me wrong, I want billionaires to absolutely pay their fair share. I want Amazon to stop paying zero dollars in federal taxes. But let's imagine for a second that Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Zuckerberg, these billionaires, let's imagine for a second that they surrendered all their wealth to the federal government. Would the country change for the better? Will wages start to turn upwards? Will there be more money to construct shelters for the homeless? Will disability benefits become less means tested? Will our infrastructure finally receive the attention it desperately needs? You know, I don't think so. Because our priorities, or to put it better, our government's priorities are not a reflection of the people's desires. The evidence is in what the government spends the most money on and what it spends the least on. The biggest beneficiary of government waste is the military. A lot of people have a lot of things to say about our outrageous military budget. Personally, I wonder why we need to splurge $700 billion a year on the military in peacetimes. A couple decades ago, the prevalent idea among civilized nations was that in peacetime, spending on the military was cut back and domestic spending was boosted. That made a lot of sense. Today, decision makers in Washington think it's a great idea for a country not at war to spend about 53% of his discretionary budget in the military. I'm not making this up. The National Priorities Project reported this in a 2020 article. Compare the military budget with the five or so percent we allocate to education and science. My personal opinion on the military budget is that it would make sense if we were spending that money on giant robots and laser cannons. Far from that, the Pentagon spent some of that money on 3D printed toilet seats that cost 14000 a gas station in the middle of the Afghan desert that cost $40 million to build, among other absurdities. Most amusing, which is a military plane that doesn't fly. I'm not making this up, you can look it all up. Now, throwing the 800 or so billion we wasted trying to pacify Afghanistan and the splurge in the military becomes even more infuriating. Historians are going to call it a defeat, although John Bolton begs to defer. He says we just left. <laughs> Classic American way of saying we lost. Military budgets aside, we spend money on a lot of other unnecessary stuff. <laughs> there is a quite lengthy list of some of this on heritage.org. The title of the article is 50 Examples of Government Waste. Our government spends 20 or so billion in maintaining old government buildings. And there's that $3 billion that went to resanding beaches, the sand washed back into the ocean not long after. Hundreds of thousands of dollars are spent supplying congressional offices with popcorn machines and plasma televisions. 
we subsidize corrupt countries. The true beneficiaries of our foreign aid are most times not the intended target. To make a tall story short, American taxpayers are subsidizing a lot of nonsense. What do we get in return? You would think, with the amount of taxes we pay to the federal government, we get a lot in return. Not exactly. I mean, look, look at us. Our infrastructure is crumbling. The cost of healthcare is outrageous. Graduates are bogged down with outrageous college debts. The cost of renting and buying a home continues to soar as zoning laws become stricter. And BlackRock swoops down on homes, outbeating normal renters, no thanks to lack of government regulation. Our welfare system has become increasingly dysfunctional. The country is not working for a lot of people even as we continue to pay federal and local and sales taxes. And it's not because we're a poor nation in some remote corner of the planet, but because the decision makers in Washington, who are supposed to represent our best interests, they keep splurging money on the wrong things and advocating cuts on the right ones. And this is simply why I think America needs to be run like a corporation. You probably think I'm crazy. Why does it have to be a corporation? Well, let me put things into perspective. What is a corporation? It's a business structure put together by shareholders for the purpose of profit and run by a board of directors. A corporation, in many ways, is like a society. A society is, after all, an aggregation of individuals that come together to mutually benefit from the diversity in skills and the protection numbers afford. The aim of a society is to make life easier for most, if not all its members. A board of directors run many corporations and their most important task is to protect the assets of their shareholders and assure a decent, if not extravagant, return on their investments. The board of directors don't run a corporation to benefit other corporations or waste money on frivolous stuff. Everything the board does is to benefit the shareholders. And if a member of the board or even the chief executive officer becomes derelict in their duty at some point, they are let go. The same logic follows for society, or it should. Governments are entities created for the singular purpose of serving the people's best interests. In this regard, it is no different from a board of directors. And if we interject ourselves in the corporate setting, then our citizens will be the shareholders and our taxes our investment. Using this logic, we must ask ourselves the question corporate shareholders ask. Are our investments paying off? In the corporate world, there's a very clear emphasis on cutting costs and maximizing profits. Is this notion applicable to the federal government? If the answer is no, and I think it is, then something needs to change and very quickly. Here comes my idea, I'm willing to entertain others. An in-depth annual report of the expenses the government makes on our behalf should be provided on the federal government database or sent to our mailboxes every year, in the same way we send our tax returns. Also, we should be able to allocate a percentage of our tax money to a program of our choosing. Let's think like investors. No sensible investor likes to see the investment go to waste. Programs that have little to no potential should be shut down. We should set aside this Cold War mindset and force our public servants and the government to recognize that the best investment a country can make is in its people's welfare. We live in the wealthiest nation in human history. We invest a lot to see this country going. 
There is no reason why the public servants we voted in should ask, how do we pay for this when we ask for a return on our investments? At the same time, the cutting checks for wannabe nobles in the corporate sector. It's time to run this country like a corporation. A corporation for we the people. And so my friends, this brings me to the end of this episode. I hope you tune in next time. Thank you. Thank you.